Will you buy Amazon's new flying security drone? Welcome to Tech First with John Kutsier. Amazon is getting pretty creative lately, putting Alexa and everything, but Alexa is not in this new flying security drone, which also, despite lots of suggestions from my YouTube followers and watchers, does not carry a gun and does not have lasers. To chat about this and some of Amazon's other announcements as well, we have a repeat guest. His name is Brian Jackson. He is an analyst, a researcher, and a consultant at Infotech Research Group. Welcome, Brian. Hey, good to be back, John. So, question, will you buy this new flying drone? Well, the lack of the lasers really did it for me. I mean, <laughs> if you're not going to shoot the robber that's breaking into my apartment, what's even the point, right? I just don't get that. But I think the real question is, will anybody actually be able to buy this? You know, I was uh, reading up on the uh, Amazon page there, and I noticed a little bit of a disclaimer they had at the bottom saying they don't have an FCC license for this yet. And there's... Yeah. They had to include special language saying this won't be for sale until we get this license. And there's no guarantee that they will. Right. So you wonder if this is a possible vaporware product coming out here. I saw the same thing and I actually included it in my story that it did late at night that night. Uh, the reality is though, it's an in-house drone. So I don't think it'd be that tough. And you know, there's many other drones on the market as well. So I think it'd be okay. This by the way, is their intro video. It is entirely silent. It's on my YouTube channel right now, just absolutely blowing up. And it's a very cool product. I mean, sitting there very innocently, quietly, you know, and I assume it has some way of knowing that things are going wrong in your house. You have various sensors that ring which amazon bot has on a door or on a window there's also other sensors that amazon has that can sense breakage or loud noise or other things like that so there's there's some interesting ways that it knows that something might be going on and uh you know it, it's a cool little toy it's very cool i mean you gotta love the fact that amazon can get up on stage and say look we've got something that's ready to fly through your house it feels very futuristic the idea that you're going to have a robot flying around helping you monitor your home for security. I mean, a lot of tech nerds out there will just wait until they can make that pre-order to get one, just, just for the novelty factor. Yes, exactly. So best features that you think you see in this drone? For me, the best feature is that the microphone and the camera are hidden when the thing is docked. So you don't have to be paranoid about Amazon spying on you through this camera when you're at home. You know, and the fact that it flies, also a killer feature. I mean, that's awesome. The idea that, you know, when you're out, you, you need that peace of mind to check in on your home security. You open up the app, it flies around to your house, you check in and on your pets, maybe. Uh, while you're out, you see that nothing is amiss. You get every angle of your home covered. I mean... I get the idea. Uh, sure, a lot of people are putting security cameras all around their homes, maybe in multiple rooms right now, but you can't cover every single corner. No. But by controlling flying camera, you actually could see everywhere that you want to. 
It's pretty, uh, that's the cool thing. I mean, if you're going to have a complete home security system, you can easily spend, even with some of the cheaper, you know, smart home technology that's available right now, you can easily spend in the thousands of dollars, right? Covering multiple doors, multiple windows, other things like that. This is a pretty cool feature. It does not have a microphone according to an Amazon representative that I talked to. So that probably makes some people feel safer about the privacy pieces there. But there's a lot of questions there as well. I mean, like, how does it map your house? How does it know mm -hmm. what's going on? Is it sonic? Are there, is it visual? What's going on with that? Any mm -hmm. ideas? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see because Amazon hasn't really detailed too much of its mapping technology, but it makes me think of the conversation around uh, Roomba, right? Because these are robots that uh, they can't fly. They just drive around on the floor of our homes. <laughs> uh, you know, how antiquated is that now? But they do map the inside of your house. And I remember that this was an issue for some privacy um, advocates and some people that were worried that uh, iRobot would actually be interested in selling the layout of your house to possible different vendors. Like what mm -hmm. sort of intelligence can we gather about consumers? And if there's enough space for an extra coffee table in their living room, can we target them with ads, right? And so it's an interesting idea. And I wouldn't put it past these companies that are looking for new ways to target us all the time and try and upsell the, the value of the commercial advertising that they sell. Hopefully, the uh, map that is created is as simple and uh, because the simpler, the better, the fewer details mm -hmm. of your home that get mapped out, the better. You know, what iRobot really does is it's just a simple 2D representation of where the walls are, where mm -hmm. the furniture is, where can the robot fly, where can it or drive in this case, yeah. where can it not and uh, that's what I'd imagine they have here is the minimum amount needed for this robot to navigate your home. It is interesting. I did ask as well. It's 1080p for the quality videos. So the video is high quality uh, and it does have night vision. So mm -hmm. it can see at night, mm -hmm. uh, at least get some level of awareness of where it is uh, and, and perhaps some imagery of who might be breaking into your house as well. That'd be pretty important because half the yeah. time it's dark in your house potentially as well. Uh, yeah, you so want that, that grainy, green-colored view of uh, what's going on <laughs> exactly. at night. Exactly. <laughs> no, this is not from a predator drone. This is from... <laughs> right, it feels... I, I do think there. that the video will be safe and secure, but it would be kind of funny to get an email from Amazon saying, it looks like your TV is quite small. Would you like to upgrade? <laughs> yeah, imagine that, right? Like Amazon looking at the products inside your house and saying, hey, we, we are selling you uh, a deal on a TV right now. Why don't you buy that? You wouldn't imagine people would tolerate that, of course. And you notice that Amazon, right after introducing this thing, they introduced the concept of having end-to-end -end encrypted video uh, for its Ring products and its at-home security camera here. So it, it, what that means is if it's end-to-end -end encrypted video, that means that only the user has the keys that would be uh, mm. required to actually watch the video playback. So that puts some peace of mind uh, for yes. the users because you know that if you even if people get inside that data, they don't have the keys to be able to watch it, right? And Amazon has a lot of good experience actually at managing user encryption of thing, files stored in the cloud because of Amazon Web Services, right? So if I'm an enterprise that's using Amazon Web Services, I'm using encryption on my data there. And mm -hmm. even Amazon can't access it. So it might be 
stored on their servers, but because they don't have the encryption keys, that's what I own as the customer. They are yeah. not able to decode this data and see its contents, right? Yeah. So that's the peace of mind that they're offering with the antenna encryption for the at-home security camera here. There were some funny comments on there and The Verge had a hilarious post as well. You know, some real questions like, does it deal with multi-floor homes? Does it go upstairs or downstairs? Yeah. Which probably, who knows, we'll see, you know, how will- imagine it flies. Why can't it fly upstairs? I don't see exactly. why not. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, other questions. How about cats or other pets? Uh, somebody was asking, what about my budgie, <laughs> which flies around? <laughs> Hopefully they don't meet in midair. One would hope. Uh, others are hoping they can play games with Nerf darts. Uh, oh, lots of questions. You know, here. that would be the first thing I'd be doing is shooting that thing. <laughs> exactly. Nerf darts, seeing if I can shoot it down. Forget the security feature. I just want this thing for target practice. Exactly. That would be a, a ton of fun. Absolutely. I do wonder if you can trap it in a corner like a Roomba. I mean, uh, Roombas have gotten a little smarter, but they still sure. get trapped occasionally. Yeah. One feature that I that hoped it would have, and they confirmed that it would not have, is when uh, you know the, the robot is flying around and you see the, the burglar in the act of burglarizing, <laughs> can you use your voice? Can you speak? Hey, I see you. You're on video. You know, Get out or something like that. I'm calling the police. And, and I don't think it has that capability. Yeah, you wonder if it would integrate well with your other smart home setup, right? If you buy this and you have other ring products, or if you do have those echo speakers in your home, can you then press a button to broadcast your voice over your echo speakers? What sort of integrations are, are is there available? And if this thing is accessed through the Alexa app, what does the menu look like? What does the interface look like uh, for users? How can they interact with this? I think that Amazon had this idea. There have been some other flying robots around. I think Amazon had this idea and said, this is too cool. We're releasing this. It's awesome. But we don't have any details right now. We don't know how it's going to work or how it's going to yeah. we'll figure all that out later. It's an attention getter. I mean, here we are talking about it, a flying robot in your home. Again, it's just uh, it's something that people have seen at the toy level so far. But to go, come out and say that it's going to be an actual useful um, product that you'll use to help secure your home, it's a whole other level. I mean, yeah. I, I really can't wait to see live demos of this navigating people's different floor plans. Absolutely. Cool. So Amazon, uh, shockingly, did release some other stuff yesterday as well. What caught your eye? Well, showing the Echo Show right here is a good choice because, you know, we're on the topic of cameras that can follow you around. And this fits right into that because what's new with the Echo Show, uh, it's, remember, the Echo Show is Amazon Echo. Okay, so you can talk to Alexa through this but it also has the screen. So it has the visual components that are adding on that visual layer to the voice interaction component. And that's getting more sophisticated all the time. And they're adding new skills all the time. And it, they're actually targeting sort of this idea of having a family game night, right? So you, mm -hmm. you can imagine the use of this. You're in your kitchen, you know, look, you're making blueberry pancakes, uh, you're following a recipe, but Amazon really wants you to actually engage with your family through this, whether that's talking to them over video conferencing from room to room or from house to house, right? Because it supports Skype and apparently Zoom is coming soon to this platform. Oh, wow. But yeah, so there's different options to talk to people through video conferencing, but they also want people in the home to gather around it and play games like Jeopardy, 
and uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I think those are games that Sony publishes for this platform. So, you know, the camera is there. That's not new. But what's new here is the in the motion. So it's a simple device. You can sort of see it's on a bit of a podium there. Mm-hmm. And that can pivot back and forth. And as you move around your kitchen or whatever room you happen to have this in, the camera will see you and there's some cognitive vision capability. So it detects that there's a human body there. It uh, doesn't know who it is or what you look like, but it knows there's a person there and it will follow you around so that you can keep looking at that screen. You're not having to crane your neck. You're not having to lean over to follow that recipe as you're moving around your kitchen. And uh, it's really an interesting way of interacting with users to actually be able to point the screen at them as they're moving about their home. I, I think it makes the device a lot more useful. It's the next evolution after, if you remember Facebook Portal, which by the way, used Alexa, uh, Facebook Portal had a smart camera that would sense where you were and would aim the camera in your direction as you moved around. Mm. But of course, nothing about the screen moved. So it was good for the person you were talking to. They got a better view of you, but it didn't actually help in terms of you seeing them better. This is, this is really cool. And I know um, Alexa has, sorry, Amazon has this vision of Alexa in every room. Room and, and you can communicate with your family both you know near and far with this thing. I'll tell you, in my house, more often than not, almost everybody has headphones on. And you have to pretty much right. wave your hand in front of their eyes to get mm-hmm. their attention. But there's more things that they released as well. They released uh, a new Echo, and I guess Spherical is the new, uh, I don't know, Puck. <laughs> um, they released a new Wi-Fi router, a new car alarm, which is interesting, uh, a new sheesh cloud gaming service. Yeah. So there's quite a few. What else struck your eye? Yeah, well, just one more note, if you don't mind, John, about the um, in-motion camera. I just wanted to add that I was reading up on, they released a developer email the same day that they announced the Echo Show, and they're inviting developers to contribute skills that make use of this new motion capability, which I thought was sort of cool. And uh, there's a few little gems in there. For example, developers can have a choreographed motion for this. For example, they can make the device shake in response to something that's happening in the experience of the app. And they can also let the users move to the left or to the right in order to interact with what's going on on the the unit. So we're adding gestures to our voice interaction and to the touchscreen interaction in different ways that we can interact with Alexa. Just one more note there. That is a really interesting note. You can imagine a little head shake for a no when you add the wrong ingredient or mm-hmm. something like that. You can also imagine Amazon just released a, a new health service. And you can imagine, uh, so Apple, for instance, just released Fitness Plus, and you can do various training sessions and stuff like that with that. You can imagine Amazon doing that here as well. Yeah, that's where my mind went too. Could they get people exercising and like running <laughs> intervals in their kitchen? Who knows? <laughs> I guess we will see. I guess we will see. So yeah, a couple other things. I mean, not huge, but the new Echo, you can get it with a clock on it as well. Yeah, Um, it's good to see the spherical shape. And I think one drawback, one criticism of the Echo devices before was perhaps not having great sound quality. And I think Amazon is really trying to address that and compete with some other smart speakers on the market. Uh, For example, if you go and buy Osonos, 
for yeah. example, they're sort of the brand that's known for delivering uh, good sound quality. Uh, so Echo, you know, Amazon, they're trying to meet that sweet point where they still have a very affordable price. So you notice these are a little bit more expensive than what's been available before. You used to be able to get the Echo Dot for $35. Now it's up to $50, but they're saying, look, this experience is going to be better. The sound is so much better. And the spherical design aids in that, being able to have the right uh, shape for the speakers and the more powerful speaker driver behind it. Yeah. Um, also worth noting is that on the bigger Echo, there's a whole new processor chip that Amazon has designed for specialized for machine learning. And they're saying that'll make Alexa faster at responding to you. So being able to process more of your natural language, uh, understand more of what you're saying just on the device without having to pipe that back to some central server somewhere, that just reduces the latency here. It's going to make for a better user experience because you'll get that response to your question even faster because more of it is being done on the device. And that's more edge AI, which might potentially at some point lead to a little bit more privacy as well. Yeah, I think it could because you're not piping everything you say back to the cloud necessarily. It's just the command. What does this person actually want? Did they say something that Alexa should respond to or not? Well, only because, you know, it doesn't listen to you unless you say Alexa. Uh, yeah. So sometimes there's a false positive. So it thinks you said Alexa when you really didn't. And then it sends the audio back. So some people worry about that privacy aspect. But if you could eliminate that right on the device, figure that out without sending the data back, that's a bit of improved privacy right there. I think that makes a lot of sense. Of course, uh, one of the worst for that is Siri, which uh, activates uh, historically has activated way too often for me. I'll, I'll say this one other thing uh, here, Brian. One of these things is not like the others. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm going to stop right here because <laughs> that's the one thing that's not like the others. Here's a device. There's a device. There's a device, a device, a device, a device and service. Right. And here is something very, very different. So cloud gaming is a big deal all of a yeah. sudden. Everybody has a cloud gaming thing. Everybody and their uncle has a cloud gaming service. Now Amazon is doing it here as well. Uh, interested? Another Me Too product? What do you think? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if gamers give Amazon the credibility in this space to deliver on a high-quality gaming experience. The, the concept here is that you buy the Luna controller, and it's connected directly to the cloud. So you have a controller that's sending your inputs right to the cloud. It's not connected to the screen or to another device by Bluetooth, right? It's literally uh, connected to your router through Wi-Fi. So it's interacting with the cloud server, and then you can use basically a number of different screen options to play these games, right? You're playing on your laptop, you're playing on your iPhone or your iPad, you're playing on maybe even some of these Echoes screens, I imagine. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think the price point, at least for the introductory price, seems very appealing. They're definitely undercutting uh, what is out there from Microsoft and I think even Google Stadia. They're a couple bucks cheaper than that. However, the game catalog is the big story with gamers, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be signing up to multiples of these services. If, if they're going with a cloud gaming service, they'll probably choose one that looks like it has the most robust gaming catalog that so they always know they have something new to play every month uh so the deal with ubisoft goes a long way towards that because they'll have games like uh 
you know, the Assassin's Creed series. They have this Valhalla Viking game coming out next uh, sometime in the holidays that people will want to play and a lot of uh, big titles. So that that helps a lot towards that end. But it'll be interesting to see if people really believe that Amazon can deliver the experience and if it can be done as well as they say it can through a web browser. Is this going to be as high quality as playing on some of these next-gen consoles? Do I even care if it is because it's such a cheap entry point into playing some of these (laughs) next-gen games? Maybe because paying 50 bucks for the controller is a lot better than paying $500 for a new Xbox. What a crazy world we live in. Hey, you buy a controller, it's in your hands. Signals go from what you do there over the cloud, over your Wi-Fi, over wires, over the cloud to a server. Come back down to whatever screen you might be working on that's in Mm -hmm. front of you. And there you're... (laughs) Latency will be key here, obviously, but there's a lot of competitors here. Well, Brian, you continually amaze me because we started to talk about devices. I sprung the cloud gaming thing on you and you handled like a pro. Very interesting times we live on. And thank you again for being with me. Hey, it's great fun to talk about this anytime, John. Glad to be here. Excellent. Well, thank you everyone else as well for joining us on Tech First. My name is John Kutsir. Really appreciate you being along. You'll usually be able to get a full transcript of all these live streams on my website at John Kutsir and the story is at Forbes. And the full video, of course, is available forever at YouTube. Thanks for joining. Maybe share with a friend. Until next time, this is John Kutsir with Tech First.